Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lori Ann Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. I'm your host, Lori Ann Rising. And I'm Uncle Mark Olmstead. For live updates and fun sneak peeks, find, like, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Links are available on our website at riseandshineas1.com. And if you missed last week's show about creating calm in the chaos with Kimberly and Holly Duckworth, there are still some, uh, some of the free gifts that were offered last week. There's still time to catch the playback, and you can actually pick up some of those gifts. So you definitely want to check that out. And today we have a very special show, fully designed by our listeners, mm -hmm. actually. We used our social media channels to ask our audience what they wanted to know, and they responded. So today we're responding to all the questions that have come in so far on social media posts and email. And with us today to help us out is our executive producer, Jesse. Hi, hey. Jesse. Hey, hey thank you guys for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's a good way to spend the afternoon. So we have a whole bunch of questions that have flooded in from the listeners, and we want to get through as many as we possibly can because there's a lot of folks that are asking a lot of questions about you guys. So <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, right. We'll see how this goes. So, Laurieann and Uncle Mark, your names have special significance to each of you. Can you tell us uh, and your audience a little something about that? Um, well, I decided that, uh, you know, given that we're all one human family, um, I don't have kids, personally, myself. And, and I was realizing that, you know, I'm probably not going to at this stage. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, mid-late 50s and uh, deciding that, Kids are our future, and I know that that we are uh, we're all one family. And I wanted to be an example to that that uh, family union that that we all have and that we're all sharing, um, and and to demonstrate that basically in introducing myself. And so I decided that uh, I'd make sure that that everybody knows that that um, my perspective on on our relatedness begins with my name and. So I'm, I've chosen to, to go by Uncle Mark to be there for all the kids in the world and, and uh, try to be an example of that, that family connection that I, I feel like we all have. Mark, I grew up watching a show called The Dukes of Hazards. Are, are, are you familiar with The Dukes of Hazards? <laughs> oh, never. No, no. Well, one, a man that was very important to their life, uh, along with their cousin Daisy, was uh, Uncle Jesse. Mm -hmm. yes. And yep. and then years later, another Uncle Jesse became pretty popular with, um, I forget the name of it right now, but with Candace Cameron and uh, the the Olsen twins. What was that oh. show? Full House. Full oh, House, right, right with, oh, with wow. Uncle Jesse. So yes. I, I agree with you, Mark. I think everybody should have an uncle because, you know, not all of us do have full-time fathers, but if we can have an Uncle Mark in our life, then that might be a, a great thing nonetheless. Lori, your name uh, has a, a special meaning to you. I understand you've written a poem that you'd like to, uh, well, we were hoping you'd share with the audience to uh, <laughs> yeah. let us know a little bit about your name. 
Yeah, so mine, it's actually my last name. I chose it deliberately, uh, rising. And I, I actually spent about three or four years really considering what I wanted to claim uh, after I, I divorced. I've actually had five last names in my lifetime, and I've only been married once. So I decided, you know what, this time I'm going to claim who I choose to be. And I chose rising based on the uh, Phoenix rising mythology, rising up out of the ashes and continuously rebirthing. And so, yeah, a couple years ago, it, I was going through some tough challenges and reminding myself of why I chose my name. And uh, this is what came out of that. Because of my dreams, I learned to grow. Because of my love, I learned to connect. Because of my pain, I learned to heal. Because of my confusion, I learned to find direction. Because of my loneliness, I learned to be my own best friend. Because of my challenges, I learned what I'm capable of. Because I was betrayed, I learned where my personal power lays. Because I reached the end of my rope, I grew wings. I am rising. Because I faced my fears, I became brave. Because I shattered my comfort zone, I expanded. Because I tried, I gained experience. Because I failed, I became wise. Because I took responsibility, I became empowered. Because I set boundaries, I reclaimed my life. Because I followed through, I manifested. Because I let go, I soared. I am rising. Because I stepped up, I became a leader. Because I stood up, I did not fall. Because I spoke up, I made a difference. Because I listened, I understood. Because I stayed open, I saw. Because I cared, I was touched. Because I shined, I lived. Because I kept on through thick and thin, I am rising. Oh. That was beautiful. I love it. So we have Uncle Mark who kind of took on the surname Uncle Mark because you don't have any kids, but you still obviously love children, Mark. And we have Lorianne Rising, who has gone through five last names. This one is the one we're going to stick with, though, right? Absolutely. So a, a couple of your uh, folks that have written in their questions have asked, how did you two first meet? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually at church. Spiritual community. Yeah, our, our spiritual community. Not a a traditional church per se, but it was our, our spiritual yeah. community. And we had kind of met briefly. We were introduced by a mutual friend, but our real connection was after service one day having coffee. He came up to me and, and was chatting a bit. And at one point he was, he was kind of emphatically making a point about something. I don't really remember what he was talking about, but I do recall that he grabbed my hand and he's talking along and all of a sudden he looks down and he goes, hey, that feels really good. And he kept holding on to my hand and kept talking. And he finished up and, you know, we chatted more and he finally let go of my hand and got my phone number instead. So, so be careful whose hand you grab. <laughs> Wind up being a long-term thing. Yeah, Uncle Mark, I got to ask. <laughs> this is where I need you to be my uncle here. Uh -oh. So... So I'm 43. So you're actually at an age where you could be my, my uncle, right? I so, suppose. <laughs> so my question to you is when we were kids, you and I, 
you maybe met somebody special at work or through a blind date with a friend, or maybe you met them overlooking the shelf at the library, whatever the case may be. If you were to meet somebody and, and you know, even try to give them a, a touch after a, a certain amount of time, I assume that there was a connection you guys had when you reached out and touched her hand. But that's stuff that nowadays seems kind of like things from yesterday. Do you feel, do you feel like with you and Lori, it's like a world-class, like, va-va-va-voom right from, right from that first hand touch? Or was there a, you know, HR department type situation? How was that first hand touch? It was, it was unique. And I, I don't know that uh, the va-va-va-voom, <laughs> you know, it, the thing is, it was at a, a really important time in my life. And I was, uh, it was really actually a, a, a great connection that, that we had and a lot was going on that we were able to share on a lot of levels uh, relatively quickly. Uh, and things kind of just, it, it, it seemed like there was never a bored, <laughs> never a dull moment. You know, we just kept going. There still isn't. And it's, yeah, it, it, it kind of set a precedence apparently. So, uh, so it's just been kind of a, a growing thing ever since. And, and uh, it's she's a, a great partner, and it's actually her her last name was a a real you know a good factor for me to to realize that anybody who would name themselves basically as one of their goals you know after one of their goals uh, it kind of said a lot to me about her and and so I um, uh, it's been a it's been a a good choice I think on her part as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think it's a very natural sounding last name. I would have had no idea if you guys hadn't told me that it wasn't just a, a birth name or a, you know, by marriage name or right. what have you. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think though, I did only disappoint him in one thing because he thought he was going to get, you know, this oh. sweet and innocent church girl. Right. And so much for that idea. <laughs> so Lorianne, what has been the main ingredient that has kept your guys' partnership strong? Oh boy. I would say in one of the reasons that I have, I chose Mark to be in my life is the willingness to constantly be learning, constantly be growing and really being conscious of our personal growth. I mean, there are times life gets really messy and really difficult and it seems like you know, we've been together a little over five years now, and it, there are times where it's like, you know, it just keeps going. We never really had a true, what they call a honeymoon period. Life just started happening right off the bat. But the willingness to confront ourselves and support each other through all of these things really makes a difference. We can talk through stuff. We're there for each other, and we just keep looking forward and making progress at least you know you guys sound to me like the best of friends every time we all talk and sometimes we can talk for five or six hours no joke <laughs> you know what's been the most challenging storm you guys have had to weather in your in your relationship thus far as long as it's uh, appropriate for the show okay well skip that question then no. <laughs> right now <laughs> Yeah, there's which one? Yeah, which one? Um, you know, probably uh, there's been some interesting evolutions about things I've I've learned about myself, and it's 
it, it's just not a short enough answer that I, w- I would have to uh, to be able to really get into much detail. But we've we've had um, we've had our share of of the serious things we've had to grow through. I, I think is is a very safe thing to say that that uh, you know we've had to really do real evaluations about okay, what do I want of my life? What do, where do I want my life to go from here? Who am I going to be in this? And and knowing that I'll be looking back on the decisions that I'm making now, uh, what, how do I want to be able to look back on what I do next? And, and that to me has been kind of a guiding, you know, question that, that, uh, that keeps, that keeps me here, you know, through, through things. And, uh, and we've been through some pretty major things. Uh, yeah. I mean, kid, it's, well, for example, yeah. like within six months of having met, uh, he wound up in a situation where his house was taken. And for me, my kids wound up starting the process of divorcing me. Uh, they actually took me to court and divorced me from their lives. So within six months of having met, basically everything that each of our lives had been based on started crumbling. And it's, we have both had to walk through places of redefining how we show up, who we choose to be, what that looks like, and grappling with all of those, those questions. And, and, you know, to some degree, the, the feelings of shame and fear and frustration that come with those major changes in life and you know how do you rebuild from there as well so Lori let's 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 take a deep dive real quick (laughs) since since you brought it up oh oh boy pink elephant in the room here so um I I had known that there was a little estrangement between you and and your kids I did not I did not know that the kids had gone through a process of divorcing you did I hear that correctly yes can you can you you know, maybe tell us a a little bit deeper in a two minute soundbite. Um, (laughs) so that there were a number of things that, you know, I want to say extenuating circumstances. So what it boiled down to at one point was that I was, I needed to hold my son accountable, uh, for his behavior. He was 15 at the time. My daughter was 12 and I mean, like my son had raised his hand to me uh, type of behavior. It wasn't, you know, normal 15-year-old boy stuff. It was, you know, borderline violence in our lives, and, and he was instigating it. And so I was trying to hold him accountable. Rather than working with me or wanting to own his behavior, uh, he, from what I've been able to gather, Uh, told other people that I was choosing the man in my life over my kids. Uh, And that snowballed into the kids telling me that either I needed to break up with Mark or they would never speak to me again. For me, that's where the fundamental questioning began. Because for my 12 and 15-year-old kids to pull a power play in my life, I knew if I played that game, you know, basically would come up again eventually. If they didn't like something, I'd get another ultimatum. It would be giving power to them that they didn't need over my life. At the same time, if I said no, 
who does that make me as a mother? Uh, I also knew just the dynamics of that, that being in, in a relationship that was as young as it was at the time, we'd only been dating six months, that if I did actually choose Mark over my kids, there would be this dynamic in our relationship of sort of holding that over him. And I couldn't do that either. So for myself, I spent the next year looking in the mirror every day, every time I passed one and going, who do I choose to be? How do I choose to show up? How do I choose to base my life on what comes next, regardless of the outcome? Because I knew there was no good outcome. Uh, I did everything I could to try to reach out to my kids to try to work with a counselor, to try, I mean, I, I feel like I tried to do everything. They stuck with their ultimatum. Lori, sometimes life just kind of puts us between a rock and a hard spot, you know? Um, I think we've all had situations when, you know, we've gone through a divorce in one way, shape, or form, or a breakup where there's kids involved. A lot of times there ends up being a situation of, you know, where the kids don't necessarily uh, like your next uh, person of choice um, on both sides, the mom and the dad, right? And mm. so that's that's incredibly challenging. So it sounds to me like early in, in your relationship, you had quite a storm to overcome, Uncle Mark. On a on a lighter Same. on a lighter on a lighter <laughs> note, you guys both enjoy traveling. And when I picture you guys, I picture you guys in the Scooby Doo mobile with a couple surfboards <laughs> on top of a van traveling you know to all the surfing spots around the country but that would that wouldn't be giving you the fair shake you guys are much much deeper than that but you, you do both enjoy traveling what have been uh, some of your more memorable trips around the country so far well actually my uh, my early part of my life after right after high school i i was gone <laughs> out of the house three days after i graduated i was really ready to be you know on my own and and uh, took a uh, trip to Europe and, and did a basically the summer trip and decided I really, uh, I wanted to have the goal of living in Europe. I had a goal of becoming a pilot. I, I wanted to do all these things. And, um, and so I made the crazy decision to join the Air Force. And, um, and it wasn't crazy at the time, but, you know, night school courses and stuff. So I... I was, uh, I went to Europe uh, with my first, uh, my was stationed in Europe and, and lived in Germany and got to travel all around and do a bunch of skiing trips and stuff over there. But um, after I got out of the Air Force, I decided I wasn't done traveling yet and I, I worked a freight ship from uh, the States to New Zealand and Australia with my backpack and guitar and wound up playing around on the streets with my just 10 songs that I knew at the time and, and uh, decided I, I, I wanted to see how long I could, I could make it as a musician basically. And, and wound up being gone two years and those, uh, my 10 songs went to about, I was able to play for about six hours at the, at the Windjammer bar in Christchurch, New Zealand. <laughs> that was the last job that I had before I came back to the States and, just was a, a really phenomenal trip. It was on that uh, that trip that I took my first sailing uh, sailboat ride, where I I I, I worked a, or I uh, I wrote the Adventures of the True Sunbeam poem, uh, the the kids book that I've, I've produced since then, and, and uh, so it wound it wound up being a really 
really awesome trip. Before you guys were together, you guys were both, you know, single and you guys were kind of going your own path and then you guys meet, things are really wonderful together. What, what about your guys' dynamic as a team leads to you guys being such good talk show hosts? Well, hopefully that, we are. That, that's actually, yeah. <laughs> are we? <laughs> that's, 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 that is the big question in the room. In my <laughs> well, normally, normally when we as a network reach out uh, to various hosts, we're looking for someone that we think can take that next step. And when I spoke to you guys about your show, we talked about music, we talked about songwriting, we talked about book reading and book writing, and we talked about, you know, potentially making your show a spotlight for up-and-coming people that are rising, mm-hmm. if you will. And uh, that's what kind of excites me about the show is you guys, uh, you guys want to kind of spotlight a lot of talent mm-hmm. that's out there from all age groups and, and what have you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And a lot of that is because you know, since we both are authors, we know what it's like to be really struggling to find an audience and wanting to get the message out, you know, that matters. I know for me, I have been and pretty much probably always will be an extreme introvert. I need to be alone to recharge. I love sitting in a room by myself at my computer you know, and I have actually for a week at a time and then kind of gone, wait, it's Friday, I should go talk to somebody out loud now, you know, kind of thing. So over the years, one of the things I did for myself was force myself to go to a networking meeting every week. And I'll never forget the first one I went to because it was everything I could do to just stand up, say my name and my job title and sit down without hyperventilating. I mean, that was as far as I got, my name, my job title, and that was all I could do. And I spent the next five years putting myself in a position of speaking every single week until I could get comfortable enough and trust myself that no matter how nervous I was before, I would be fine once I started. And at this point, you know, I did a little spot on TV a few years ago. We're doing this. I've done podcasts. But it was forcing myself to break through my comfort zone. You know, whenever you hear somebody speak, Mark, I don't know if you agree with this statement or not, but when I hear Lori speak, I always just assume she's always had a powerful voice and known what direction her words were going to take before you did, right? And yeah. the, rea- the reality is we all have our, our little stomping ground that we have to get comfortable with. And oh, in, in Lori's case, it was this weekly networking media medium because like you said Lori sometimes when you're staring at the wall at home which a lot of people around the country are doing right now sometimes it, we forget how nice it is to kind of go out and about and and to network with people both as friends and you know in business as well oh no question and you know and and it's actually uh you know she had that experience or, or overcoming of of her her uh challenges and but you know you got to do the um the master's degree, you were in in school all those years. and all, you know. Yeah, but that's still with your nose in a book and in your true. head. That's, that's not true. speaking. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and I was on the street playing music, you know, for a couple of years in New Zealand. And that was my basic training for, for uh, overcoming my fears of connecting with people. But for the most part, when it came to, to speaking or writing something, you know, or what I would say in a song, uh, you know, you have time to work out every word. You get to really well, study. And that, 
that and here right we there. are now on radio where you don't have time to think of <laughs> no no mark right there is a perfect segue actually we're going to be taking a break oh, here in yeah. a minute but before we do mark tell us a little bit about your song well i'm actually i'm kind of excited to be able to share the it's the second uh the, the title track of my second cd one piece at a time uh it's uh, it's actually a song about coming together to build a world that we most want to live in and you know i I've always considered this kind of my anthem to world peace. It's always been a focus of mine. And, and it's really a way that we can use what's going on to help us focus on faith and, and, and hope and or gratitude. And, um, and I'm dedicating this, this song to anyone struggling right now, you know, going through this whole COVID thing to really find peace in their current situation. And, and we'll, so be sure to make it back from the break and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to, hearing what you think about it. Anyway, coming right up after this. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's best indie book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit laurieannrising.com. You're listening to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. To reach the show live, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send us an email to share the love at riseandshineis1.com. Now, back to Rise and Shine. Bye. 
a book on separateness as the pages start to burn. In the heaven here on earth we've come to live. While hand in hand we move beyond the violence we've learned to become the ones who've learned how to forgive. The choir's been asking questions that have universal answers while the universe is awaiting our one song. Rejoin within the music now, the child becomes a dancer to lead the way back home where we belong. Sharing one heart, one soul, one way we'll all be whole, one piece at a time. Living one love, one life, one way to make it right, one piece at a One soul, one way we'll all be whole, one piece at a time. Take one night and one day to claim the part that's ours to play, one piece at a time. One heart, one soul, one way we'll all be whole, one piece at a time. Well, I'm sure Jake's voice is a lot different now. I was actually, uh, I released one piece at a time on the anniversary of September 11th in 2002. And uh, it was really fun having him in the studio, that, uh, that, that child's voice that was opening and closing that song. So, but, um, which reminds me, if you are an author, a musician, a comedian, or an innovator with a message that matters, you, we would love to have you as a guest on the show. So just visit riseandshineasone.com to learn more. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. So, hey, th- but thanks for Jess. Thanks. <laughs> thank you to Jesse for being here with us. I'm, I'm going to get this spit out here one way or the other. Anyway, you know what, it's been you, a lot of fun so far, man. What you just said there, and I agree. Thank you guys for both having me on. That's why I was excited to actually be a part of your guys' show from the get-go. Um, when I was younger, we had a show called Star Search. I don't know if you guys ever oh, watched yeah. it or not. Absolutely. But they would have, you know, people that just kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they were kind of the people we grew up with, you know, like Drew Carey and such. And when I was talking with you and Lori about your guys' show, and you guys had told me that you guys wanted to get, you know, up-and-coming authors and musicians on the show, I just thought it was a wonderful idea. So, you know, once again, to the listeners out there, if you have uh, an Uncle Joey or a nephew, Timmy, or a, or a niece, <laughs> Suzanne, that, you know, wants to uh, read her part of her book on the show or something, contact these guys. And you can do that by shooting us an email right beneath the show. So, guys, there's so many questions here. Is it cool with you and Lori if we jump right back into them? Rock and Absolutely. roll. Yeah, you bet. So everybody has goals. What are your guys' individual, community, and global goals for the show, Lori Ann? 
Well, I, I actually think more in terms of intentions, typically, rather than specific goals. I mean, I, there's a way in which I look at this show as, you know, really, I want to show up in the highest and best that I can each time and create a show that in some way delivers and, and brings out the highest and best in every listener and everyone that is touched by it directly or indirectly. And so just allowing that intention and energy to flow through everything that we do and are and can be, I'm looking forward to seeing actually what that winds up being. I think it can be greater than any goal I could, I could imagine. Yeah. And my, my mission has always been, for as long as I can remember, is really about making a difference one song and one story at a time. And I guess it's with this program, it's been expanded to not just my stories or my music, um, but I'd really, uh, I would love to have our, our community and even global appreciation for the power of music be something that we could, we could start raising a little bit and, and, uh, and really appreciate as, as far as an important factor in actually getting where we want to go that uh, I, I think that's happening but uh, it's it, it'd be great to have the show be a part of that you know when uh, you've sung for me mark you know you remind me of of different you know people like gordon lightfoot and john denver and I, you know i've told oh. you this before so i i know you're probably blushing a little bit over there but hey, if, you, if you could have any guest <laughs> on your show and Lori, i'm really interested to, to hear what your answer is on this too so i'll ask both of you if you could have any guest on the show, who would it be and, and why, obviously? Well, you know, I, just thinking about it, I, I would just love to see what would happen to have John Denver actually show up, you know, because it would be cool to see how that might actually work. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm all into different energy. And <laughs> even though he's been off the planet for, you know, over 20 years, it'd be kind of cool to have that conversation, I think. His, um, voice, his voice was always out of this world, though, right? So. Far out. He'd be right into that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Lori, so what about you, what about you? Do you have uh, anybody? Yeah, actually, there's two people that come to mind that it's really a, a hard choice to make for me. One is Tama Keeves. She does amazing work in helping people transition between all the things they you know, are doing because they have to do or feel they should do into doing what really lights them up and making money from it. I followed her work for 10 plus years. She's incredible. And the other one is Carolyn Mace. And Carolyn does more in the realm of archetypes and uh, the metaphysical. She's an incredible historian, for one thing. But she has a new audiobook out right now that I've been listening to. Um, I was just looking at the title. It is The Courage to Confront Evil that just came out recently and is so relevant to everything this planet is going through right now in so many levels. So those two individuals, I admire them as human beings. I admire their work and would love to rub shoulders with them. I've actually met Carolyn Mace at... Uh living enrichment center a number of years ago. And, and, but, Oh, I, I wanted to also add to my, uh, to my answer, Jesse, that, uh, that in addition to John Denver, I would really love to meet those 
musicians and uh, especially musicians who are or would consider themselves perhaps the current John Denver of the day. You know, the, the environmental musicians, the, the, the people who uh, have messages that are really about saving the planet, about waking people up, about bringing our attention to the importance of music. And if you've got that message in your songs, if you've got that, that vibe or that intention for your, for your message, um, I would love to have an interview with you and, and share your music on the air. Hey, I smell maybe like if you can drum up a contest or something too down the road, but you can always send your music in. Hey, Please do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know, I know that you guys have been talking a lot about having a contest, so hopefully in the upcoming weeks we'll have some more info on that uh, available to the listeners. Stay tuned. <laughs> Mark, you've done... Yeah, right, right, right. So, Mark, you've done children's books, but you also talk with, you know, different singers. Lori, you love non-fictions, but, you know, you're also open to other things. How does that work with regards to your fan club? Are you looking for the seven- and eight-year-old kids? Are you looking for the adults, the parents? Uh, you know, who, who exactly comprises your fan club, and what are some of the goals you have for it? You know, I love that we were asked that question because we actually started having a conversation around that and the idea of having it be a global water cooler, basically, for conversation and community and resources, um, most likely adults accessing it. That's the idea. Or, you know, for parents, yeah, parents adults people who really want to participate and be actively engaged in helping make the world a better place and really work for everyone. So that means, you know, tackling social justice issues, um, planetary warming and family issues and, you know, anything along those lines that is going to be coming up on our show, we're open to discussing in the fan club as well. So we really want to be a positive force for positive change. And, and really have that be a resource that, that becomes a tool that's, that gets known, you know, that it's, it's a place that where people can go for, for their, uh, their tools to help them, you know, figure out their relationship to the environment and, and what to do in their house and, you know, how to, handle the, the relation, evolve their own relationship, mm -hmm. even with themselves and their own energy or mindfulness and the kinds of kinds of things we're going to be uh, just deepening here. And of course, the music, you know, to have the music as a support soundtrack for it all. I, I'm one of those that like music has an ability to make me laugh, smile, cry, you know, som mm -hmm. be somber. It, it really affects me a lot. And I know that it probably does you as well. So, one of the things that I really enjoy is sometimes songs are sad. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes songs are sad and sometimes they're about life's little failures and how they can really pile up on a person's soul. So my next uh, question that I want to ask you comes directly from the listeners is what would you try now if you couldn't fail? I like mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. Well, there's actually uh, some, some kind of big stuff that I've, I've been looking at on a, on a global level that, you know, if you couldn't fail, Hey, what, just go for it. Then it would be about restructuring the powers, basically the power structure on earth where it's not so much a money based, uh, you know, system, uh, patriarchy based, 
Um, I'm really much more in connection with, with mother earth, you know, the, uh, the, the, the matriarchal model. And personally, I would just love to see a system that has more of a, of that mother and child relationship that humanity is, is in respect and, and deep uh, considers deeply the, the whole planet, you know, the more like a native American kind of perspective that, uh, that, that used to prevail in this, in this land anyway. Uh, I'd love to see the, the shit. Now, Lori, you, Lori, you on the other hand would want to cause, be a great warrior, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, (laughs) that's not my thing. I, yeah. Well, on, not in that sense. I think my if I was going to really get out and, and work on something and know that I could not fail, I think in many ways it would actually support that vision because for me it's about really inspiring and helping women in particular, especially younger women, into being leaders around the globe. And whether that means they're just simply leading in their family or leading in their community or even leading in their nation, leadership is something that we can all just simply be. It's not about a title or a position or you know, any of those things somebody else might give us. But it's about who we are and who we're being. And I really want to see more of that. We're starting to see it. It is so beautiful to me to know and recognize and, and see that the world is recognizing that even with the virus, there are countries that are doing well. And of the top seven countries that are doing well, all seven of them are led by women. And I do not believe that's an accident. I really think we need more of that in this world. That is awesome. So a lot of the things that we want to do if we couldn't fail, at least with you two, kind of were more long-term, right? Sustainability of a beautiful green, you know, world. Mm-hmm. But let's go short-term now and let's do it, you know, maybe because of some of the things that are going around, you know, now. You know, what would you guys do uh, if this was your last year on Earth? Kind of a somber mm-hmm. question. Well, kind of brings it brings it home I, I was thinking about this and it really does come down to uh, making sure that I'm I'm feeling like I'm risking adequately you know I'm, I'm and I, I, I think we're doing that here <laughs> like, especially today especially with this in this interview that's your comfort zone um, in the rear room here yeah so. yeah we are uh, powering away from comfort zone so uh, you know if, as long as I am am doing something that that is on my growing edge uh, and uh, with with music and I'm looking forward to actually spending more time on uh, putting some of my poems to music and and actually uh, I'm looking forward to following uh, some of Bob Dylan's recent moves that he's been doing actually I didn't realize he was going to be going there too it's something I've had on my plan for a while is to to putting uh, some guitar parts and harmonica perhaps to the, to some of my poetry and, and uh, getting that more out there and getting my third CD done for sure. 
that is an accomplishment. Just to get one CD done would be incredible. I, I always say that to people that have written books, you know, hey, if you finished a book, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. Lori, if it's your last year on earth, what, what would your answer be? What would you want to do with it? You know, I honestly don't think that question is morbid at all. Um, I remember, I think it was about 27 when my mom had a brain aneurysm and it really woke me up. And I, I remember the day I looked in the mirror and I, I really started wondering, you know, if I walked out the door today, regardless of my age, anything could happen. So am I proud of the life that I've lived so far? And at the time, the answer was no. So I made a decision to ask myself that question every day and make sure that the answer was yes, that I could at least be proud of how I showed up, what I chose to do, and some days are better than others. I'm a messy human, what can I say? But at least it keeps me focused. So thinking about what I would do if this was the last year on earth and I knew it, it would be more of what I'm already doing. There is one book in my head that I very much want to get out and complete in particular. But other than that, I would really be doing the same things I already am doing because I, I made that transition and, and commitment to myself years ago. Yeah, you, you, all three of us have talking a lot about happiness. And for me, when I measure, you know, how I feel about my levels of success through the years, a lot of times I look back and I think I wasn't happy then. I'm happier now. I might not have had as much money now as I did then, but I'm happier. <clears throat> Uncle Mark, how would you put happy in the equation when it comes to how you measure your level of success? That is really the challenge is to not be doing the comparison game, you know, and, and like looking at, oh, well, I should, this stage in my life, I should be so much further financially ahead and, and all of that. But, you know, I think it does come back to that, that, that risk factor and, and challenging myself. Um, you know, if, if I'm stepping out beyond my comfort zone and I am, you know, taking chances with things that really matter to me that, you know, if, you know, if, even if, even if they fall flat, you know, was I, was I at least trying to make a difference in the right direction where it matters most? And, and I think, that's that's really my gauge you know if i'm if i'm uh, really honest with myself so i think i think we're on i'm 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 feeling pretty on track here lately i just yeah. so so lori what i took from that is mark says the best way to increase happiness is maybe to not have dealings with measurings of success not that you don't want to not that you want to aspire to be mediocre or below average but just don't be hard on yourself necessarily if you're not the most successful you know, 28 year old in the world or what have you. Lori, how about you? As you've evolved as a person, how, how would you measure uh, your level of success or where you maybe want to be compared to where you are or have been? Well, that comparison thing definitely can create catch 22s. Uh, and at the same time, being able to disconnect from that, I think I've actually grown more and been more content while at the same time being able to expand myself more and do even more of what I love by dropping the comparisons and really simply focusing on, okay, 
Am I being authentic? Am I showing up as me as fully as I can? And how can I do more of that? And really centering who and what I am from the inside out as opposed to giving the rest of the world power over me by the comparisons. You know, oh, I'm not that person. So, you know, am I less or more or whatever? That's centering my power outside of myself. But I always have control around how well I show up. And I know for myself whether I fully showed up or not. And like I said, some days are better than others. And my best one day may or may not look the same as it does on a different day, depending on, you know, if I'm sick or not feeling well or feeling my best or all of those things. But it really is just a focus inward and wanting to be true to myself at the end of the day. Yeah, that's all you can really ask for. You know, uh, sometimes sometimes through life, not currently, but in years past, I've felt uh, that I've been kind of stuck or treading water or in a rut, right? We've all heard those expressions. Mm-hmm. What, what does stuck energy feel like? Again, this is a question here from one of the listeners. I just figured, is that kind of what I'm describing, where sometimes you feel in a rut? How, what is stuck energy, Lori? You know, it's interesting For me, a lot of times I know I'm feeling stuck because I will start feeling depressed or sometimes I start even feeling angry or even anxious Um, and I start getting heart palpitations or panic attacks. And so when those things start happening, I really sit down with myself and go, okay, what's going on here? Something is blocked or there's something I'm ignoring or there's something I need to do different. And, you know, I I will go for a walk. Uh, It's one of the best ways for me to process is physically walking and allowing myself to feel that fully until it breaks free. And then I can, you know, whatever that idea is or conversation I need to have or project to work on, the key is to start doing some small thing in that direction as soon as possible to keep the energy moving as well. That's awesome. So one last question. What does rise and shine mean to you, Lori? You know, to me, it is about facing whatever your fears are, showing up fully and constantly being, you know, living into your potential. Because really, I believe that we each have a dream, something we've been given, and we will live it. One way or the other, we will live it. We can either live it in regret, we can live it in mediocrity, or we can live it to our fullest, but we will live it. So the choice Mm -hmm. is how. Mm-hmm. And I really want to be showing up and living fully. And so to me, that's the rising and shining I strive to do every day. What do we do? There's so many more questions here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I feel so bad. I didn't read faster. <laughs> oh, it's all good. We can, we can actually, uh, and actually I wanted to, my version probably of rise and shine, I, I kind of, summarized uh, some thoughts I've been having about this unique, what I'm considering our, our worldwide family reunion going on right now, this, uh, this COVID experience that we're having, we're sharing uh, and sharing those similar responses to. And I wrote this, uh, the place we rise and shine poem out of that, that uh, 
I'll just share a little bit of here. It starts off, never have we seen our oneness pointed out so clearly that in these times we're choosing to respond in the same way. And never has there been a time this oneness truth has mattered more than facing dire changes that are ours to make today. I am a strong believer in the light we're all a part of and the power of collective choice and what this moment's worth. And I believe we're sharing now an existential moment where we decide the quality of all future life on earth. For you and I, the message of this moment is remembering. The love we are is all we need to follow by design. When we stay true to our heart and let it fuel our courage, our actions naturally lead us to the place we rise and shine. Rise from our unconsciousness. Shine our light of love. Rise from former separateness by shining what we're made of. Rise from our old hiding places with shining gifts we're sharing. Rise as one we've waited for, shine our light of caring. For you and I, the message of this moment is remembering. The love we are is all we need to follow by design. When we stay true to our hearts and let it fuel our courage, our actions naturally lead us to the place we rise and shine. Nice. I loved it. Isn't that thank cool? You. Thank you. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Lori, before we uh, say goodbye, real quick, people, we we want the, we want more questions. Even though we got to, we didn't get to some. We want more, right, guys? Absolutely, and we so appreciated that people Absolutely. sent the questions in and really designed this show for us. Thank you. That, thank you. Yes, definitely. We want to honor that. So. What we're going to be doing is answering the remaining questions on Facebook and little live feeds. And for those who have a question or a follow-up question or, you know, maybe we didn't get to it, you can still send them in or respond to one of those. And we would love to create conversation. I mean, a lot of these questions are just great conversation starters. So we want to do that. You can always find us on, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Best way is to just go to our, our website at riseandshineasone.com and find the links to each of those uh, so that you can link to and like, follow, share, all of that. And remember that we're going to be actually have the list of questions on there so that you can be answering them yourself and we can, we can use them to... to yeah. Keeping conversations together as well. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And before we go, uh, next week we have Dr. Paula Fellingham mm -hmm. and Deborah McNellis, two mm -hmm. family development experts that are sharing solutions for families and how neuro-nurturing creates connections. So it's going to be really great. Make sure your loved ones with kids know about this. And so... Just thank you so much, Jesse, for you, being Jessie. here with us today. I had You're a blast. Awesome. I'm coming on every week. I had a blast. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, and so until next time, find, like, follow, share the show with your friends and family so that together we can continue to rise, rise and, and shine. shine. Have a good week. Thank 
Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining. Sound of the joys.